What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in again this week. We've got a new guest, a new, a new week, so a new guest, Micah Tease from Booker T. Washington. Micah, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, Micah, obviously, you're kind of a might be hard for you to believe you might have already you might you know already be all all in on it but you're kind of one of the premier players in the in the high school football landscape right now you know so recruiting is big for you obviously it's a big season over at Booker T but Mike I want to I want to go back to the early days you know we want to learn a little bit about you when did you get interested in football what's the story behind you starting to play Okay, so um, I want to say around, well, ever since, like, really a kid, I've always picked up on what my older brother was doing. Um, we've always kind of been tied at the hip. Um, and so once I got to around, like, pre-K-4, around kindergarten, that's when I started, like, really getting into sports. Uh, I started with basketball, and then we had picked up football. And I was kind of battling between the two, um, always going back and forth. Um, at one point in time, I did enjoy basketball more. Like around like elementary school, I was I was rocking with basketball more a little more. And then like football really just started to get heavy on me. But um, football, I really started to take a turn with football probably around my sixth going to seventh grade year. You know, I actually just realized like how big I was and what I could actually do, you know, with it. And that's when I really started honing in on football more. And I kind of just let basketball go. And so I know uh, for a lot of kids who tend to be kind of bigger when they're when they're younger, they don't mm. they don't always play the position. They, this position they started with isn't always the position they're currently playing. But has wide receiver always been you, or did you play something else early on? So early on, when I was a kid, like I don't know what it was like. But kids my age, like we were all somewhat big. But the I, I would say I was probably like one of the biggest kids on my team. So I always play running back. I play running back all the way up until about sixth grade. And once I hit middle school, that's when I made this uh, transition receiver. Because I wanted to catch the ball in my hands. You know, I got, I got tired of running back, you know, like, so once I made the move to receiver, never looked back. So receiver's always been, I mean, looking at it now, you'd much rather be the receiver than the running back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, essentially. And so, Mike, like like I was saying, you know, you're you're one of the top guys in the state right now. So, mm-hmm. talking with some other kids about recruiting, I assume yours was on a whole nother uh, stratosphere. You know, I know you committed to Arkansas, but looking back just on that whole process, you know, did it ever get too hectic for you? Um, at days it would get too hectic. Um, I remember vividly. I think the probably the most hectic moments were probably September 1st of my junior year because that really that whole week because that's when all coaches uh were able to text and I got texts from all different type of coaches um like that night I think that night alone matter of fact Lane Kiffin Mario Cristobal coach Pittman um coach Guyton and there were a couple other more, but, like, they hit me all, like, as soon as 12 o'clock hit, I got texts from all those coaches. So, like, but like my recruitment, it pretty – like, the only really times it really got hectic were, like, the September 1st or, like, really after I did my official visits. Those are the only two times. But other than that recruitment, I was kind of able to manage it a little bit more with the help of my parents and family, so. Is that, you know – as a kid, you grow up, you, you're watching, you know, these Power Five Division One schools on TV and 
I'm sure that it's the dream when you're a little kid saying, oh, I'd love to go play for that school. But, but when it actually happens, and you, you like you're saying, you're getting the call from Coach Kiffin and Coach Pittman, you know, do uh, what is that feeling like? To be honest, like the feeling is, it's like a surreal feeling, but like, and like, okay, so like, put it like this. In my head, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm this is really happening. But like, what's coming out is like I've been here before, like in a sense, because like, even though like these are like like dreams coming true I still have to like treat it like a business in a way you know and I and I still have to actually talk you know like I have some you know like like it's a business so I mean it was very surreal like even my first time going down to Alabama like that was surreal for me like that was like a culture shock for me like I've never been down to Tuscaloosa so going down there and seeing like the facilities and everything like coaching staff that was real crazy to me but like it's definitely it, it felt surreal and it really like for me this all these moments really didn't register for me until like once I was getting to the time where I was about to commit. What would your, you know, main takeaways from this whole process be? Whether it be you know advice that you you give your teammates or other guys going through recruitment who might be struggling. What what's kind of your takeaways and advice through this whole thing? Everybody's recruitment process is really different, you know. Um, that that's the main thing I would say, like, don't try to base your recruitment process off of someone else's, you know, everybody's recruitment process, it goes different directions, you know, and it, the speed of recruitment process are different directions, you know, like you might have a guy who's blowing up, you know, this early, you know, and you're not getting as much attention as early, like, trust me, like the recruitment process, um, it varies, um, enjoy it, enjoy it all, you know, take, take it all in and, um, really just, um, Really just try to, after you, you know, went through the process, just try to give back, you know, what you, what you, what you learned, really. That's the biggest thing. And so obviously you are a guy who's gone through and completed the process. Being committed going into your senior season, all of a sudden, I mean, what are you almost playing for? I know there's the team camaraderie and, you know, let's go get a state championship, all that stuff. But, you know, what what's motivating you to 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 grind out that senior year when you're already committed to a huge sec school i mean some people they get kind of like the misconception that like once you commit like everything is said and done you know like but i look at it like i'm still a senior in high school um i don't necessarily look at my commitment like i'm above anybody else um i kind of just look at it like i'm just a, another senior kid who's on his fourth year you know who's trying to battle off for a state championship but you know ultimately like once it comes down when everything the season is over you know then you know i'm committed and i'm on to the next chapter. But right now, I'm just a senior kid trying to enjoy senior year. And so, you know, what all, what exact, what stood out about Arkansas? You know, what, what was the buildup into saying, hey, this is where I'm going to commit to? And then how did it feel to finally commit to a school? Um, Definitely the frequent talks with Coach Pittman and Coach Guyton. Uh, we have free, and Coach Browse as well. Uh, Arkansas was so close, like we would be down there or OU like quite a bit. And um, I took quite a bit of visits and just going down there more and getting the feel for it more, um, talking with the coaches more and seeing how I fit in the system, you know, how um, just like my daily commute would be down there in Fayetteville, it was all a fit for me. And it was a fit for my family as well. But um, like once I got to the point where I was ready to commit, you know, I was kind of just caught in conflict, you know, with all these other different schools. I only had four schools. 
and you know, the four I had got different experiences from, you know, Notre Dame, I had been to three times, USC twice, Texas A&M at that time, it was only once at Arkansas, I had been around like seven. And like, I was just thinking about it, you know, and just thinking about the places where I felt the most comfortable at, um, once I got the, the most the most love from as far as like my family included as well, um, Arkansas, it was, it was a perfect fit. So that's a, that's a huge, you're, you're touching a lot of different land, you know, USC, Notre Dame, Arkansas, mm -hmm. A&M. What, a what stood out about, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess it's more like, uh, Arkansas is like, you're, you're close to home, but USC, you're right there by the beach, Notre Dame, yeah. you're up there in the freezing cold A&M mm -hmm. you know did you like having very different options to pick from there I did I did because I, I got an opportunity to see which one I fit the most in you know like I, I got an opportunity to see okay like just speaking for instance life after football where would I want to reside you know and I'm gonna just be quite honest you know like LA I, I liked it I enjoyed it but I kind of just felt at the time like I will kind of just be growing up by myself out there in LA. You know, I really, I really wouldn't have any structure, not saying like, not insinuating that I'd just be doing anything crazy, <laughs> but like, I just feel like I wouldn't have like the, I, I just felt, felt like I wouldn't have like enough structure for me to grow into a young man in LA. Um, Notre Dame, I enjoyed Notre Dame. I, I did enjoy Notre Dame. Ultimately, I just kind of, it was kind of cold. And then I just kind of felt all the way out of the way in a way. Like LA, I have, I have, I have family in California. A lot of people know okay. I have family in California. But like Notre Dame, I kind of didn't have family up there. And then Texas A&M, um, I had been down there once. I recently just came back from a fish visit, but I had been down there once. So it was kind of like just early. I was like, you know, I mean, I like it, but, you know, I haven't really got to see it much. So, you know, just playing my cards right. So, Mike, just shifting topics here a little bit. Once again, as a premier guy in the high school landscape currently, there's some hot topic issues kind of being debated around about the sport in this state one of which being uh, high school athletes and NIL. Mm -hmm. What are your, as a guy who's going to a huge college, and I'm sure you're going to get opportunities there, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on maybe high school athletes being able to, um, you know, reap the benefits of an NIL program in the state? Um, I definitely say use it. Um, just don't abuse it, really. Like, just, you know, use it, use it, you know, to as much as you can, um, you know, don't take it for granted because it could be taken like this, but but just don't abuse it, you know. Don't try to make your college decision off of it, you know. Don't try to I – don't, I don't know. I just feel like nowadays it's kind of like college decisions are, are kind of being made around that topic. But, like, ultimately I feel like, you know, once it comes down to it and when there's some type of conflict, you know, now you just kind of just messed yourself up, you know, as far as, like, enjoying college. So I'll just say, you know, take it for what it is but still go through the process, you know, actually looking to a school, you know, what the school has to offer, you know, because NIL will always be there. NIL, a lot of people don't realize NIL is always going to be based off of your performance as well. So you can be promised all this amount of money, all this amount of currency, but if you're not performing, you know, you got to meet up to it. So ultimately I kind of just look at NIL as like, it's going to be based off of my performance. Um, now with the college world, now it's being presented, I'm going to make money wherever I go. So all I have to do, you know, for me, am, am I here? All I have to do is go perform, you know, excel in the classroom, excel on the field, and that'll all come, you know, that'll all come. And another one is, uh, you know, 
the transfer portal is kind of becoming a bigger deal year by year. Mm. You know, what what are your thoughts on uh, on all that? You know, I mean, NFL's got free agency, college football, the transfer portal is just absolutely blown up. To now see mm. it trickle down to high school, what do you think of that? Um, well, for my instance, I'm pretty much, you know, at the finishing line. But if I had to speak on it, I would probably say the transfer portal is kind of like ruined in a way. Um, I feel like some people at this point are just jumping ship to jump ship, you know. I don't, but I don't know everybody's you know situations and what's going on. Course, yeah. doors. It just kind of just seems like everybody's just jumping ship to jump ship, you know. Like something's not going right with a coach just one day, and now I want to transfer. Like, I mean, you know, like I, me personally, I just you know, it's all adversity is all going to be a part of college, you know. That that's what's going to make you into who you are, you know. So I kind of just look at it, you know, if some people in these transfer portal situations, you know, just sometimes you got to stick it out, but the transfer portal is kind of ruining, you know, for kids like high school kids, especially like kids who are trying to go to college and they, you know, can show that they have the talent to, but a coach rather take a three or four year guy over, you know, a fresh out of high school guy. And that's where it's kind of ruining for like the high school in the college transition. But like, I mean, I think the NCAA, they'll deal with it in some type of way, but, um, I don't know. It's it's kind of messed up at this point. The, was there, you know, I know, and I know not by a long shot is Booker T the only school that's dealt with it, but I know you guys have lost some guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and I know that's kind of sucked to lose your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. definitely, like, especially dudes that you grew up with, like Ben, you know, hanging up with, you know, kicking around with. Um. It's definitely hard. And it shouldn't be, like, to the point where kids are being pulled out of places like this, you know, especially where schools actually come to places like this. That shouldn't be the scenario, you know. And and definitely, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I took it in a personal way, you know, because I don't, I don't know. It's just like, Dean, when you grew up around this way and when you when you come up from out here, like, it, it's, it's different. It holds different. It holds different value, you know. And so I just kind of just don't like it, like, them coming around and, and pulling kids from out here and taking them out there. I, I really don't like it. I, I really don't. Um, and I always stand on, I'm a product of the North and I stand on the North. I always be from the North, you know? You don't take me as a guy who ever would have wanted a transfer. Nah, I'm good where I'm at. <laughs> You're the thick and thin. I'm good where I'm at. So, so moving on, Micah, we're going to go into a little section. We've been touching on some some deep stuff, some stuff that requires some thought. But let's just mm-hmm. let's just break it up here. We're going to go with a little lighthearted segment. I just call it Quick Hits. I got 10 questions. You just need to give me one word answer. On some of them, I might need to ask why. But okay. we're just going to roll through here. Um, so the first one right off the bat. Micah, what's your dream car? Dream car? Mm. I can't think of this. I got it got to be quick. Um, Mercedes AMG, black on black. What's your dream job? NFL, professional football player. You a big city or a small town guy? Big city. Why? I say big city for the long shot because I like to interact with my city. I don't like, like, Tulsa is a cool city, but, like, it's somewhat small, but, like, I like big cities. I like to interact and go see different things, eat different types of food. Favorite NFL player growing up? Devin Hester. I know you already touched on this, but sport, your favorite sport other than football? Track. Ooh, not basketball? 
Try it. Uh, your favorite guilty pleasure fast food? Whataburger. What's the What's the order? Number one, uh, no tomatoes and a side of onion rings and a medium Powerade with light ice. Uh, favorite movie? Ooh, Rush Hour. What is the pregame music? ESTG, shooting myself. <laughs> currently, currently, but if I had to pick, Nipsey Hussle, anything Nipsey Hussle. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Well, I'm going to say I don't know because I haven't tried, so I can't knock it till I try it. So I, I'm going to say I don't know on that one. And then special last question here, just because you're going there. What is your favorite part about Fayetteville, then? My favorite part? Okay, I'll probably, I don't, I don't know if people know about this, but I'll give you one. Uh, so we went to a basketball game last year. It was in January during a visit. And we were, you know, during a visit and I went to the bathroom. And when I went to the bathroom, I talked to this man and he was just a simple Arkansas fan. He was just asking, you know, was I enjoying the visit? And I, it, we ended up talking and whatnot, but that man ended up being, uh, I have my godmother, she went to, um, to Arkansas. He ended up being like, he, he knew her some way and somehow. And that, ever since then, that's just been my favorite moment about Arkansas. Like just how, like I went up there on a visit, just happened to go to the bathroom and how like I just hit back home that quick. Like that's probably been my favorite part. And then Michael, we're going to wrap up our conversation today. Let's talk about the Booger T. Washington season as a whole. I know you guys didn't get out on, you know, the foot you wanted, but you, you've been able to kind of recover, get back into the groove of things. What's working for this team to to get back to where they wanted to be? Consistency. Um, definitely staying consistent in what we do um, and just really just tuning up the little things. Tuning up the little things, being consistent in what we do and sticking together to the, to the last end. Uh, I think definitely Bartersville last week was a testament um, of us sticking together, especially with the incident that happened on the sideline. A lot of people don't know, but there was like a little altercation on the sideline and just seeing how like we stuck through that and we finished the game, like that's definitely what we what we're going to continue to do. Um, be consistent with what we do, play the game the right way, and tune up on the little things. And then going into Friday's game, you know, I know Booker T and Stillwater were both kind of neck and neck in terms of pre preseason favorites to win this class. What needs to happen on Friday for you guys to to pull out a win? Uh, defense, we're, we're, defense is going to have to step up. Offense, we're going to have to make sure we're firing off the ball. Special teams going to have to make sure we're getting down to the ball, recovering the ball, um, blocking up. And uh, really, we're just going to have to be all on all, all four cylinders, really. Everybody just have to be uh, in tune with the game, um, be ready for the next play, you know, just in case, you know, plays are going to happen, you know, big runs are going to be made, but just make sure we're always on to the next play. And, um Really just playing with speed, really, playing with speed. All right, everybody. Well, that's been Micah Tease with Booker T. Washington. Micah, thank you so much for joining me today. As always, check us out on TulsaWorld.com. We'll have it up on some podcast spot sites, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, don't forget, tune in next week. We'll have another guest. So thank you all for thank listening. You